In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. We'll be listening to Poor Man's Package Podcast. Go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer Sismanowicz, joined as always with Kyle Trakowski. Kyle? Well, hello. Welcome back. Oh, you beat me too. Welcome back, everyone. Season two. Good to be back. Great to be back. Yeah, everything is normal and fun in the world and in the Packers universe right now. Fresh off a one game away from the Super Bowl, yet you would think we drafted in the top four spots. To be honest, I'm sick of hearing one game away from the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. that's all you see from mm-hmm. every single Packers troll yep. everywhere right now. One game away, one game away, one game away. But then, you know what? I'm not even going to start now. Sorry, go ahead. Go yep. ahead with the introduction. Yep. So we're back. Season two, a uh, very normal world we're living in right now. Kyle and I are wearing masks as we're recording this. There's a nice little scent of Lysol in yeah, the room. I got a, he, he sprayed the mics with Lysol, so I'm, I got like a little buzz right now. I'm a little mm-hmm. a little high from these fumes. So if I <laughs> yep, have see, to dip yeah. away for a second like now because it's such a strong scent, that is why. You got to be safe, as you probably don't know, but we ended the season last year with a John Prine song. Sadly, he passed away from the coronavirus. Wow. During the offseason. So that just kind of lets you know. I did not even know that. Yeah. Oof. Not not the best. Big R.I.P. to John Prine. Kind of eerie. Yeah. Very, very sad. But. Almost like a, never mind. Go ahead. Hopping into it. Uh, it's, I guess this is our, this is almost like a bi-week bonanza episode because we don't have any actual football to talk about. But there is a lot of not football to talk about. Mm-hmm. We'll just dive right in, big, I guess. Big bonanza vibes. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Off-season bonanza. But Let's say, yeah, it's off-season. Off-season off, catch-up. We'll go over the draft, quickly go over the off-season moves. We'll have some take news on all the stupid talking heads, maybe even Brett Favre giving out opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have Dumb mm-hmm. Packer Fan of the Week. And, of course, Stump Spenny slash Is Kyle an Idiot? Sweet. So... Hopping right in. The draft. With the 26th pick. With the, 26th the 2020 pick. NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins have traded the pick. That's what what went through your head when we moved up four spots? Um I like I've met I I hope I've mentioned before, and I hope and I definitely have told you about my sort of mentality going into draft season and the draft process been through too many drafts with the Packers where I like a guy I have like three guys circled and they're there at the time when they're on the clock and then they go out of left field and take a position that's not really a position to need anyways so that was kind of my mentality like years of uh, a thousand paper cuts so to Mm -hmm. speak has made me numb where I don't have any any sort of expectations or guys I like guys I want except there was (laughs) There was literally one, one scenario this year. I was like, Rogers' window is wide open. He's young, like, and this Jordan Love Young-ish. guy, I like. I've heard him before. Yep. 
but I just I think it's too soon and I definitely like if he's there in the second round, heck yeah. But the one thing I don't want to do is spend a first round pick on him. That was literally the one scenario slash situation slash whatever you want to call it that I did not want to happen and sure enough. Boom. Yeah. Right there. But you've as you've we've talked a little bit off air, you've started to come around to it a little bit. Yeah, because well and back to your original question, what was I feeling when they traded up is like Okay, none of those like stud receivers are there anymore. Yeah. Like Rigor was gone, Jefferson was gone. I think was uh Ayuk from uh, I think I'm, he was gone already too. Yeah, I'm I'm not even sure. It it was it was almost like um the purgatory we were in a year a year ago at halftime and Rogers got carted off against the Bears at Lambeau where Ooh. that minute before we picked or when we moved up, you know, I'm quickly so, looking ooh. I'm looking at the four teams that we moved up to skip ahead of it, I'm like, it can't be a quarterback. I'm like, it, it can't was be Baltimore, a quarterback. It was Seattle and it was Tennessee, I yeah. think. But then, and when they lead it, led into it, it's showing Jordan Love's living room. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. It's really like when they got the trade up and I saw all those receivers were gone. I, I, ha- I started to get that inkling of like, oh, oh, they're, they're taking that dude, aren't they? Aren't yeah. they? And then, yep, sure yeah. enough. I even, I even tweeted from the account at like you know before the draft couple hours before the draft when there was the rumors of moving up i'm like what if it's for a quarterback (laughs) sure shit it was jordan love taking 26th overall quarterback out of utah state um i don't know it's the thing with this draft and for that this pick i don't know if you can have a strong opinion one way or another on the guy oh but people love to anyways (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but the I, I remember this is where it kind of gets good with my stupid brain is immediately after he was announced like i was first of all watching it with all vikings fans so <laughs> your thoughts yeah. and prayers and condolences are much appreciated so that sucked watch them celebrate over justin jefferson but as soon as that was announced i walked directly into my room and they were like <laughs> oh oh and then like the 90 to 120 seconds after i was just like oh my god oh my god <laughs> My baby, my my Mr. Aaron Rodgers is is in trouble, and or like his future with the franchise is in trouble. But yeah. then I just tricked my brain into thinking, okay, since this is the only scenario I didn't want, and I'm an idiot, mm-hmm. this is actually a good thing. So then I was on board within like three minutes. It's great for the brand, mm-hmm. you know, perfect for the brand. Yeah, it was it was weird, and I guess I had heard the name before, but I never looked into it just because in previous years yep. it was Drew Locke and. I remember last year he got a lot of buzz as an NFL prospect, but obviously he wasn't eligible yet, so nothing ever really came of it, but I remember hearing his name quite a bit. It's it's fun looking at the highlights of him, too, because his good throws are pretty freaking awesome. But, you know, and all the talk is how his junior year, he was great. He had, you know, better weapons, blah, blah, blah. Great senior year. He lost nine of the guys on offense, new offensive coordinator. Through a lot more picks. They're saying he pushed the ball more. My favorite stat about that, too, is, and I imagine there's a lot of overlap between Packers fans and Badgers fans hearing this right now, is that year that he had his senior year, his his down year, the head coach was Gary Anderson, who yes. spent a year in Wisconsin, who, like I said, some should know his his uh, abysmal coaching Yeah. Well, Status. in fact, he was on Wilde and Tausch this week, and I listened to a part Gary of Gary Anderson was? Yep, a part oh. of that interview. Uh, the biggest thing that uh, 
you'll, you'll like this. So there, you know, comparisons for Jordan Love are literally anywhere from Blake Bortles to Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what the hell this guy's going to be, but he's an athletic prospect. He's got an arm, whatever. Yep. Gary Anderson was saying that one for his year, he made the offense super simple, and I believe he's a defensive coach anyway. So maybe it wasn't his offense. I don't remember. I'm just kind of talking. Right. But paraphrasing is the word. Yep. Um, he said that at one point, like late in the game. You know, he was talking to Jordan Love on the sideline or whatever about whatever. And then Jordan Love's running back to the huddle. He's like, don't worry, I got this coach. And then he winked at him. Ooh, I'm ooh. like, that is... That sort of mentality you can't coach. That's the Aaron Rodgers. Yes. You know, you could see A-Rod doing that shit. Very interesting. And the other thing, like I told you about, um, or I mentioned this to you, is like days before the draft, I remember you retweeting a tweet from... Uh, some film from Rogers Cal days. It was uh, Justice. He Justice was ro- on Twitter. Rolling to the right and just fucking rifled a ball to the sideline. And then I remember days later after it was like, it was like frame for frame, very yep. similar. Yep. So it's like you it it makes sense why like you can piece it together why they fell in love with him. Yeah. No pun intended. But ooh ooh ooh. Nice. Moving on. Obviously, we'll get back to the whole quarterback situation that's later. that's kind of the, yeah, the, the... Everything. It's going to be the focal point for the offseason. God, we thought last offseason was bad with the new coach and their relationship, and oh my God, that just added a well, gallon it, of gas. I thought of this, too. It's been a weird three years. You think of the last three years. Three years ago, Brian Gutenkunst is hired. Last year, Matt LaFleur is hired. This year, we draft the quarterback, quarterback of the future. Like, that is... Those are two gigantic moves mm-hmm. to, for the previous 10 years where none of that happened and all of a sudden that it's it's yeah. been quite quite the offseason number 62 overall we drafted aj Dillon, running back boston college another very very polarizing pick yeah i was almost more upset with this one than jordan love not that i was pissed off but it, it was just I, like uh, head scratching well you know i wasn't shocked that we took jordan love i was surprised it was one of those things like you think it's going to happen, but when it actually does, it's like, oh shit! Okay, this is mm-hmm. this is real life now, huh? Yeah, like it. It kind of was the same for me, where like when it was announced, I'm like, uh, what <laughs> is going on here? But then it it only took me like 90 seconds to talk myself into like, well, okay, J- Jones needs to get paid. They're probably not going to want to play him. Jamal, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's probably not going to sign another deal Bo- unless it's real both cheap. are in contract years. Yeah, and yeah, that too. So like I said, it took me real quick to. To talk into it, so yeah, and technically Swerve and Irvin's in a contract year because he's back on the one-year deal. But yeah, it's and another thing that I brought up. So he's he's a very powerful, big running back. Who and this is what I th- I thought of in, at least in my time watching the Packers. Who who is the most fun running back you can remember for the Green Bay Packers? In like my personal experience, yeah. Eddie Lacy. That's where I'm at too. And this nice. guy is that type of running back, you know. And it's not even B it's not button. like a Barry Sanders or whatever type of highlight reel. It's just plop 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 run, plop, run into straight, a guy, plop, run plop, plop, hard and be extremely hard to tackle. Yeah, and it's weird to see a guy this big run upright. Be you know? that well, it's and like be that explosive. Starts. Like a big knock yeah. on him is his speed. Like yep. yeah, he's not gonna blow you away with his speed, but he's gonna get to top flight mm-hmm. very quickly. Yeah, and I think that's way more important than your his 40 time not being 0.2 tenths sure. of a second faster it's a like everyone said it, he's a good you know mix to put in with between Aaron the tackles Jones. and yeah yeah and one of his one thing that bothered me a big knock on him 
and this gets into the PFF territory if we oh, want to explore there. Yeah, yet. they didn't like him. But yeah, they they apparently like didn't even have him ranked. Yeah, I, and it's like I okay, just, yeah. who is that an indictment on? Is that <laughs> is that look bad for PFF or the Packers? But like, yeah, look it, at the guy's college stats and tell me he's not a NFL caliber running back. Well, just on the box score alone, for sure. And speaking of boxes. Eight man box. One of those stats. Did you forty seven? It was seventy five percent of the time. Oh, I got the numbers trans. Seventy five percent of the time, he was running in a loaded box. (laughs) I believe they and I. I couldn't find the tweet again, but comparing it to uh, the top college running backs this year, most of the others, it was between like thirty and twenty percent. So that just shows you how much that this guy had to deal with when he's running against a defense week in and week out. If we only, if only we had a quarterback that feasted. Against hmm. defenses that loaded the box. Hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what else to say. Well, until we see his this other guy. big knock was um, not his hands. His pass catching. But it's like, I mean, it's Boston College. Like, who who knows if they even relied on him or expected him? And I looked, he had zero catches his first year, like yep. seven catches his second year, and then 14 his last year. So it's like, I mean, he, he at least. You know, progressed at least. So he showed something. Everything that I read was that they just didn't do that in that offense. Like yeah. it was as simple as possible that they just didn't throw, throw the ball. Now, if he backs. if he would have had you know fourteen catches his freshman year, seven his sophomore yep. year, then that's like okay, why did it? But yeah. the fact that it incrementally increased, yeah, it's a extremely small sample. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's improvement regardless. And we'll we'll see. I think Aaron Jones that was a knock against him too early on, but at the same time, it was a knock against James Starks, and James Starks never became a good pass catcher. Yeah. Uh, well, and now speaking of Aaron Jones, Packers Twitter has fallen in love with the idea of now using him as a gadget and putting him all over the place. Oh, and not just being a running back. But that that's what this, and we'll get into what this offense is going to become is heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, the two wide receiver pound, and pound, then a mixed pound. match of tight ends and running backs. But we'll see. Last thing for this guy, at least for me, low key thick. Have you seen his legs? Oh yeah, a little tree trunk. He's Dude, got the so fun to watch. He's got the Saquon and Derrick Henry comparisons, at least physically. Like handing it off to like a under like a short linebacker. It's very cool. Yeah, ooh, that's true. That's true. He's yeah. Not, yeah, he's not very tall, so right, stubby, stocky. But he's got thighs that could feed a family for a month. I'm ex- yeah, I'm excited for this prospect for sure. Yep. Uh, moving on. Ninety four overall, Josiah Deguara. Tight end Cincinnati. Literally three for three on polarizing picks. Like Yeah. It, it it's funny how they are polarizing in different ways too. Jordan Love, it's like, hey, we could have waited. Dylan, it's like, hey, he's a running back. We could have w- waited. And DeGuara, it's, it's one like of those overwhelmingly, oh, we could have waited. We could have waited. But Tom Silverstein, your favorite mm-hmm. guy on the beat, of course. Mm-hmm. He brought up a really good point and Nagler retweeted this too, is um they you know, they obviously like this guy, and LaFleur didn't gush about anyone more than he gushed about DeGuaro, DeGuara. But reason being is because after trading that fourth-round pick, we didn't have another pick for, like, another 100 oh, yeah. picks, and they didn't want to miss out on the guy. So that, uh, makes, that makes a lot so of sense. So they wanted – ah, uh, that makes a lot of sense then. Because, yeah, who's – they? it sounds like he probably would have been there at 136, but who knows? they wanted the guy that they really loved. Ooh, another pun. Yeah. And so they had to get the next guy that they really loved it's, with an extreme reach, I guess. It's one of those um, things, too, where everyone's like, oh, my God, it was a reach. Oh, my God, it was a reach. This- yeah, let me excuse myself for even using that word. Nobody 
knows what that is. Well, technically, or isn't. You can say it right now, but we, you know, three years but from now, no one's like gonna a, care. No one's gonna care exactly. if he turns out being a player. But it's it is kind of weird with with this guy too because I mean he is an H back. Just seeing tight end pop up when we drafted, it's like, oh shit, we are just kind of doing whatever right now. But it's when people like found out that that's how he might be used or like that's what he was drafted for as like H back or fullback. Oh, that's when it really amplified. Yeah. Like when the Packers really became a punching bag on the internet. But for, and for me to back to the reach thing. And we, we keep going back to this too, with just everyone. It's like right now we have to, we have to know right now what draft was good, what draft was bad, but people hated when the Seahawks took Russell Wilson. They said that was a reach. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone hated that. Well, all it takes is one team to also want the guy for reaching to you know to be to a be, valid because yeah because i heard we wanted we wanted russell wilson ted thompson loved russell wilson I and we would have taken him in the fourth round but john schneider went up and got him holy shit yeah well i and i heard that since seattle was at 27 they were going to trade out so we needed to get to 26 mm-hmm. back to jordan love obviously but so yeah that's a a good point that yeah all it takes is one other team to want it to sort of uh initiate yes quote-unquote reach yes but I don't know. It, he's he's a fun kind of piece. It it'll it's very questionable just because it's almost like drafting a Tavon Austin where we don't really know what this guy is going to be just because it's it's a different it's a different piece than we've had. We we kind of had Jason this role last year late in the year when it was you know when Danny Vitale was out who was the best player on the Packers at the time. <laughs> now it's Mercedes Lewis, obviously, but. I don't know. It opens things up. He's an H back, fullback. Yeah, he said he he lines up everywhere. He lines up in the slot at receiver, yeah, tight yeah. end, at full. Yeah, everywhere. I'm excited for the piece. Um, yeah, like like the word you're using. It's a, he's a piece. I don't mm. think you can just put him into one position group. Yeah, so o- that's offensive exciting. offensive weapon. Like I said to you, he I'm viewing him as the Micah Hyde for our offense. Yes, yeah. I you said that pre-record, and I that raised my eyebrows. And yep. then. One other fun fact too that you that feel free to use this and throw it in people's faces Ooh. if they start talking shit about this as a reach. Um, you know Travis Kelsey, who? Travis Kelsey. Oh like, yes, that like, Travis Kelsey. He's like a top. The, the, uh, he's the, the like second, best tight end in the league. Second one best, or two. Yeah. Second best behind Kittle. Um, Kittle didn't do anything in the NFC Championship game. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you uh, do you know where you went to school, Travis Kelsey? Oh yeah, that's right. They're saying tight tight end Cincinnati. Cincinnati yeah, right? and do you know who had better stats in college? Who? DeGuar did. Well, there we go. Yeah, there so we go. Next Travis Kelsey, you heard it here. Yeah, there you go. Uh DJ Williams, he had a but he had he was the best college tight end the year we drafted him. You remember him from Arkansas? DJ Williams. Yeah, exactly. That's why. He was the best tight end the Packers have ever had. If they played in shorts, we would he would have been an all pro. <laughs> However, when they put pads on, terrible. But we'll we'll see. He's probably a basketball player. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh one thirty six is what we traded for love. Yep. And that's another thing. Everyone's getting so bent about the fourth round pick. A fourth round pick is a whatever if I mean, you want your guy you have to go get him who cares yeah uh 175 kamal martin inside linebacker minnesota seeing that across the screen was just like such a it was like a weight off the shoulders it was just like For an it just felt good to like to not be the center of attention because it felt like e- with each pick they made mm-hmm. it was just like ha 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 look at those <laughs> idiots gotcha so now it was finally like you saw that and it was just like ah. Oh. Finally, a position of need. We can kind of just relax yep. until our next pick. But like, it was like Jordan Love. What are they doing? They're ruining Rodgers. 
A.J. Dillon, what are they doing, Aaron Jones? Mm-hmm. DeGora, a fullback? And then finally it was like, okay, an inside backer. That's what they need. Yeah, and apparently he he's a pretty pretty talented guy. He played all his senior year injured. Uh, if he came out as a junior, they're saying, or the year before, he probably he was like went a, higher. Yeah, like a, a day day two pick. Yeah, like yeah, a, a really good prospect if he... Because, yeah, he didn't even like test or anything at the combine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he isn't the fastest guy. We'll see uh, how how he does. But, I mean, it's just every year, it seems like per- perpetually, every year you can put it down that the Packers, like, second or third need is inside linebacker, and every year we wait until the middle yep, rounds. Yep, until drop. day it's three. Just, we just, like, you know, Kenneth Murray, everyone, Kenneth Murray, Queen, everyone, it's like we just – we need to stop thinking about it until it actually happens. Mm-hmm. We need to treat it like the quarterback position was for the longest time in the draft, at yep. least. But we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, one ninety two. This was the Trevor Davis pick. I'll run through these guys, or try to run through. It, just, it was just a run there. of beef, wasn't it? John Runyon Jr. Uh, guard, Michigan. He played tackle for for you. Watch more college football than me, but his father, John Runyon Sr., played for the Eagles for like freaking 30 years oh wow uh not actually but john uh yeah um john played tackle apparently he was the best he contained chase young better than anyone else this past year that's one thing that i heard but oh and the fun fact for this guy i'm sure you saw he accidentally hung up on the packers when they called him to draft him apparently he was texting his agent and a number popped up and then he just declined it accidentally declined it and he was like oh shit oh shit oh shit he tried to call back. They didn't pick up. He's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then they called him back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. what? Another fun fact. Uh, his last name rhymes with a very delicious potato chip. Funyun. Mm-hmm. You like Funyuns. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Funyuns, they're, they're like... They're Is like that a considered more... a potato chip? Or I guess that would be an onion chip, huh? It's, it's a snack. It's like a mainstream uh, pork... Uh, what are the... Pork rind? Pork rind. Yeah, it's like a... You know, it's that same type of... Crunch. Material. Ooh, sort crunch. of light... Yeah, okay. Yeah, the crunch. Um, 208, this was the Reggie Gilbert pick. Jake Hansen, center, Oregon. He's a center. I don't know. These beef. late round guys. Just give me beef. Yeah. Give us the beefy athletes. Athletic. It was his birthday yesterday, so happy belated. And he has long hair, which is pretty cool. Very cool. <laughs> uh, 209, Simon Stepanik. 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 Guard, Indiana. Uh, beef play- boys, baby. Weird because he actually played guard, and it's like we never draft actual guards. We always draft tackles and convert them to guard. But this guy, more than anyone else, it's like he is mean. Mm-hmm. His his highlight tape is just like chopping guys that, yeah. are, that are engaged in other blocks, but whatever. I saw, yeah, I saw like Ben Fennel posted yep. something where, oh, and this just illustrates just like the, the poison that is Twitter. Poison. It's funny. Like he, he tweeted something with the caption. He was very... He was very clear in his caption. It was like, like, he was clear in his caption of what the video was going to entail. Mm-hmm. And he said something like, "This Stepanik dude, he loves finding work, and he's mean Ugh. as hell." And it was, and it was, it was like three clips. It was like three clips of like a guy being blocked, him not having a guy to block, looking for work, and coming over and just smashing the yep. dude on the ground. Yep. And like a bunch of people replied, "Like, well, oh, this just shows he cheap shots people, <laughs> and he." And it's like. That's not. That's what you're taking from the tweet. Like one, who cares? Two, that's awesome. Yeah, like, <laughs> like my god. That's what you want. You want. You think Josh Sitton or TJ Lang wouldn't have done that? Yeah, and he like yeah he tagged like Bakhtiari and the others, and it's just it was funny to like see the poison in mm-hmm. real time. Like 
Why do you have to critique that? Of, all all over the place right now. I mean, we are in quarantine. I guess people got time. Fair. Um, but yeah, he was another guy too, kind of like the inside linebacker where he had a knee injury, which he probably would have been drafted higher if that didn't happen. But overall, these three picks in a row just show you beef. Beef, and it reminds you Corey Lindsley is in the final year of mm, his contract, damn. and Billy Turner ha- only has two years left. I th- I would think... At least one of these guys, probably two, are going to be starting in the next couple of years. Beef. So we'll just see what happens. And like like I said before, I mean, we've made our bread and butter on these mid to late round offensive linemen. I mean, literally, it's Bakhtiari was a late guy. Uh, Lindsley, J.C. Treader, Josh Sitton, T.J. Mm-hmm. Lang, all these guys. So it'll be it'll be fun to see if, you know, they, got th- an eye they actually for it. turn up. Uh, we can cruise through these guys, too. 236, this was the Justin McRae pick. Vernon Scott, safety, Texas Christian. Nobody knows anything about this guy. Yeah. Ev- was everyone funny. was like, reach, because he should have been undrafted. He was unranked. He was, like, according to who? Yeah. Like, well, my God. I don't know. He did go to Texas Christian. Like, what? TCU? What? Huh? That's oh, TCU. that's who it was? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Like, yeah. Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoa, whoopsie. But I don't know. There's, TCU there's... had, like, four guys drafted, I'm pretty sure. I don't watch college football. Fair enough. Okay. But yeah, are, yeah, he's supposed to be some speed, physical body, whatever, yeah. like everything else. We Special do. teamer. And then <laughs> 242, the Ty Montgomery pick, Jonathan Garvin, defensive end, Miami. Mm. Physical guy. He's going to be converted Camp to outside linebacker. We'll see. Yeah. But this g- leads right into the big talking point, aside from the quarterback, but it does have to do with the quarterback. Why didn't we draft a wide receiver? And it has been... Quite the discussion piece all over, not just in Packerland, but I feel like ESPN's like tweeting stats Historically every other day. Historically great class. Well, that Rogers but no first round selections. I'll I'll say this, okay, not drafting a receiver this year, it does suck. I wish we would it have stings. drafted a It stings. It does. But what does hurt more is that we haven't drafted a wide receiver in the last two years. The last time we drafted yeah, wow. receivers was the run the, the of Jamon Moore, MBS, and St. Brown. Thank you. Which that. That's more debilitating than anything else. Yeah. But my God, it's just... And then all of a sudden, for the last few days, it's turned into the only productive receivers that you can have on an offense have to be first-round picks. Honestly, amazing. Like, I I don't get it. And, well, I'll read this stat off because this is how it started from SportsCenter. They tweeted out, touchdown passes to first-round draft picks. Peyton Manning, number one, 293. Eli Manning, number two, 135. Blah, 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 blah. Rogers. Rogers, one. That touchdown pass is two. (laughs) Big dog. (laughs) Big big dog, big dog. Just last year, -year 39-year-old big dog. Yeah, so, so, you know, they're throwing that stat out there to get everyone more pissed off. Traction, baby. More gasoline. And then today, and I had actually tweeted it yesterday from the account, which actually it isn't accurate, and this isn't accurate either because I was also counting – I was just counting their touchdowns, the receivers, Adams, Jennings, everyone. Mm-hmm. They still caught touchdowns from Matt Flynn or Kaiser oh, during sure. that time too. But ESPN, they still use it anyways. Here's the other stat that came out today, including second-round picks. Peyton Manning, number one, 309 touchdowns. Tom Brady, number two, two 273. Eli Manning, 215. Aaron Rodgers, four, 192. Hmm. So this whole... Oh my God! You just you just move the picks thirty two slots to the right, and it's a very very different picture. That's the thing that I don't get. People were complaining about it on Twitter, and I was getting at them. You, I mean, people might have seen it from the account where everyone's like, "Oh wow, no first round picks." And I'm like, 
Have you seen the second round picks we imagine, have drafted? Imagine how much better Jordy and Greg and Devontae and Randall would be if just, you if know, we, like 13 picks sooner they would have got taken. If we would have reached. Yeah. If we would have reached. Yeah. Literally. What everyone hates right now about Dylan and DeGuaro or whatever, that's what they wanted us to do exactly. with the receivers, and then they would feel better. And then what you sent me um, with, like, the breakdown since, what was it, like, 20, 2009, I think, of like their first round selections, like well there was it's like this yep. Reddit post of yep. like a breakdown. There was, there was I a highly comment. recommend it. You should post it from the account just so people know. Yeah, but it it goes down year by year of who they selected and who they passed up. We'll we'll give them a and shout. It's, out. It's, there is zero evidence that we missed out on really anything besides DeAndre Hopkins. It was from Devotion Potion on Reddit, and these are just so all our first round picks since two thousand nine. Everyone's complaining that you know we haven't taken a receiver. And people seem to forget, too, we're usually drafting at, like, 30. Yeah. Like, you can just write us in at 28 or 30 just about every year. And, yeah, you look, and literally in the last 10 years, DeAndre Hopkins is about the only guy that we really passed up. Absolutely. And then even then, the just, following year, we draft Devontae Adams. Yeah. So it's like... Well, that doesn't matter because he was a second-round pick. Yep. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He sucks. He sucks because <laughs> he's a second-round pick. But, yeah, and I, I tweeted out there, too, you just look at, in the NFC North, the receivers, the first round receivers in the NFC oh North. Oh my God! Over the last it's ten, a horror film. S- since Javon Walker, your boy was drafted. Yes. The Vikings, Troy Williamson, Percy Harvin, Cordell Patterson, Treadwell, the Lions, Corey Rogers, Roy Williams, uh, oh Mike my Williams, God. oh Calvin Johnson, and the Bears, Kevin White. That's li- literally Calvin Johnson is the only redeemable name. Yeah, they're yeah they're all well. Uh, Roy Williams is pretty good for the Lions. Oh too, yeah, but everyone else. Well, well Percy I mean, Harvin he, was fine. Roy Williams, I thought he made his money in Dallas. Yeah, he he was pretty solid for both teams, but literally all are. If would you rather have any of those or all the second round picks, Raji or Clay Matthews or no, like get out of here, ridiculous. But with that, we'll have a quick commercial from B two B Data Guy. Since late two thousand nineteen, we've been bringing you quality B two B leads. Although the social distance between us has gotten a bit bigger, our ability to connect with you and your target audience has gotten even stronger. Now more than ever, B2B leads are a necessity for businesses of all sizes. From the safety of our home office to your home office, we're here to help you, the paying, vital, profitable customer. And we'll get through this together, one email campaign at a time. Visit b2bdataguide.com slash COVID-19. Moving on past the draft and what happened months ago. Oh, I forgot to say this too. To Kyle's point where he was saying that um, he just didn't want to pay attention to the draft or prospects because, he, you know, you're just going to get your heart broken. Mm-hmm. It's good because I wanted to do a pre-draft podcast. And if we did a pre-draft podcast, I mean, what? We would have talked about Justin Jefferson and Kenneth, Kenneth Murray. Murray. And, yeah, we'd have been <laughs> a whole a whole bunch of yeah. waste of time. But off-season moves. We'll cruise through these because, you know, it happened a couple of weeks ago. Brian Balaga, RIP, signed with the Chargers. Three years, ten million, kind of a bummer. I w- kind of wish we would have just signed him for that. Mm. How much was guaranteed? Not, not very much. It was a pretty, it's, it was a pretty good deal. Team friendly, very team yeah. friendly. And did you see what their Twitter account did? Oh, that was mean. Yeah, oh, that was mean. They're savvy. That they're, was mean. They're savvy with the videos. Mean, <laughs> get your own stick. Well, have you have you seen uh, the videos of that baby going around uh, that, like, TikTok? I have I I've been having nightmares about it. That Ugh. 
every time I see that baby, I saw someone else tweet it that it was John Kuhn. That baby, it is its first words are going to be Awa. <laughs> Just it, like it naturally. Is, it's baby Brian Belaga. <laughs> yeah. Uh moving on. Jimmy Graham cut. Thank God for a little bit there. It was kind of <laughs> iffy. And then signed with the Bears. Yeah, that's a which for is, two years, sixteen million with like ten guaranteed. He, oh my God. I think he's <laughs> like he's one of the top paid tight ends this oh, year. He's, that he's is rich. He's a top three paid tight end for what he's getting paid this year. Good which for is, him, man. It's, it's one thing to sign Jimmy Graham, it's another to pay him that much money. If you're giving him like four million dollars, maybe. God, but can, that much. I mean, he can no longer in an NFL rule carry the G, and yet there he is still <laughs> carrying the G. Well, he ran like he was carrying something on his back, <laughs> yeah, all of like last a, year. a thousand G's. Yes, yes. Uh, Blake Martinez and Kyle Fackerel signed with the Giants. Good riddance. Sure. Well, oh, hey, hey, that's me. Yeah. That's wow. Mean. That was sorry. Yeah. We'll we'll see how how they perform. I'm almost more um, curious to see how Kyle Fackerel because I. Th- you know he's like, like kind of said, in like a, a like a, a legit because he's gonna. I mean, imagine he's gonna be like the starter, maybe. So but yeah, a, a ten and a half sack season is a ten and a half sack season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Geronimo Allen signed with the Lions. Allison, Geronimo Allen. Did I say Allison? You said Geronimo Allen. Oh, Geronimo Allison signed with the Lions. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, yeah. And Jason Spriggs. Can wait. Signed with the Bears. Can we not? We can't say good riddance for Geronimo either. I don't know. I f- I feel bad, but yeah. Okay. Murmur it. No. Okay. Fine. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. We'll be we'll be better people than you know the volatile Packers Twitter right I now. Just, his his tweets will live on forever. Uh yes. Well, hey, that, he might be a dad drop. by now. Remember he had he uh he found his drip drop. Uh, <laughs> we re back to who he actually brought back. Mason Crosby resigned three years, twelve million. He's a top. I mean, he was before too, but he's a top five paid kicker now, mm-hmm. making about four million a year. I'm like I've said before, I'm Unopposed. fine with that. Yep. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, Mercedes Lewis, the best player on the Packers Big now. Dog. Big dog. Will Redman, Tyler Irvin, all back on one year deals. I believe they're all I was jazzed about all agents. of those. Irvin, Redman, and Mercedes. Yep. love it. Love and it all. all of the unrestricted, very cheap. All, all of the restricted free agents are back too. Shandon. Shannon Sullivan, Lazard, Kumaro, all those guys are back. I wish there was like a – I'm sure there is. I'm sure someone has a metric out there for like value like based on their contract. Oh. And I guarantee Chandon, whatever across the league, I bet his metric number is is going to be extremely high when we're talking about him a year from now. Well, I, I, I forgot who, who I was talking on Twitter yesterday, but I saw that too where Ellen Lazard and Shannon Sullivan are two of the best contracts yes, in the NFL Lazard next year too. just because they're going to be you know that kind of starter role and you're paying them pennies. Dude, that's what we should do. Let's do that. Let's let's just create a metric and then we'll parlay that <laughs> into creating a whole site and then just Ooh. you know make a whole website of just numbers. And you don't have to watch football or know anything about it just look at the numbers and we'll be we'll be geniuses pmp football focus will be the Ooh, name of that, that really flows there you go uh onto the free agents we signed from other teams christian kirksey inside linebacker cleveland we talked about mm. signing an inside linebacker from cleveland Super and excited about that yeah. we signed a different one <laughs> that's than a we good had originally thought that's a good point and uh because that was they signed him before like free agency even yeah because that was mm. the other thing i I do not understand this process at all. How what? they signed him, like before free agency oh. started or whatever. Oh, well, there you go. This is this is a classic Ted Thompson, you know, type move where very early on in free agency, until we got to Devin Funches, we were signing guys who got cut. 
So normally it's oh. guys whose contracts are out, and this is what we did with Julius Peppers, is he was cut by the Bears, his contract wasn't out. And when that happens, they do not count against the compensatory draft picks. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, if we if we sign Kirksey for, say it was like a $15 million deal, we would, whatever our compensatory picks would be next year, that would be deducted from us. So that would end up being about a fourth round pick when we have those picks. So guys who are cut, they don't count against that. So Kirksey right. and Rick Wagner, they don't count against it. That's one of the reasons why we signed Julius Peppers, because he was cut. Uh, so now guys like Blake Martinez, We still Brian will Balaga, get those picks. We get those picks. You know, Martinez will end up being like a sixth. Belaga will be like a fourth or yeah. fifth. If now, if Kirksey, say it, like I said, it was a $10 million deal, Belaga and Kirksey would cancel out and we wouldn't get a pick. Okay. That's how but it works. But if they would have signed... You're saying if they would have signed Kirksey like when free agency started? No, it, it has nothing to do with timing. It's just that oh, it's he was cut. Oh, the value of the deal? It was, he was cut, yeah, and the value of the deal. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, weird little little ins and outs. Yeah, because I, I, like, I got the news and I'm like, free agency isn't for like two weeks. What's yeah. going on here? Yeah, once players are cut, you can sign away. But anyways, to go off of him, I'm super pumped about it because when you look at the Littleton deal, which is like, 13 and oh, a half per Jesus. like we like Packers Twitter was in love with that idea. Mm-hmm. Schobert, he got super paid. He got 10. He got at least 10 million too. And then uh, who else that uh, that dude from the Bears, he got a nice. Yeah. That looked like yeah, the Raiders, the, the Raiders deal. signed both um, Schobert and um, no, uh, Schobert went to the Jags. Littleton, Littleton, Littleton. and Quia, whatever. Yep, I don't know. That, so that that's that was only like of. twenty-one over three, wasn't it? That's a right. pretty good deal. But anyways, little like I think, again, a year from now when we're looking at the contracts of Kirksey, Littleton, and Schobert, I really, and this is all bias intended. <laughs> like I think Kirksey is going to be the best value. We'll see if he stays healthy. There's a good chance. Exactly, it and that's, that's the, the biggest, biggest caveat is is health because he's played. I think nine games in the past possible 32 yeah, and it's it's weird too because usually we only kind of stick with healthy players but the guy from minnesota we drafted the guy from indiana we drafted and kirksey all have knee, you know knee problems over the last the last year or two yeah. so i don't know interesting move uh rick wagner right tackle from the lions who gonna, gonna see a little drop off at right tackle this year yeah that's for we, sure. we should from what I've seen last year, he wasn't very good, but the previous years before that, he was pretty solid. So I he's don't know. A ba- he's a former Badger, so that's right. He's got all my support, and I, I uh, am rooting for him. Yeah, I mean, big Big Ten tackles. It's been it was you know uh, Mark Iowa. Mark Tauscher from the Badgers, then Brian Balaga, Iowa, and now Rick Wagner from Rick, yeah. But wow. uh, good connection. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. It's you know. In a vacuum, I don't think Rick Wagner's a bad player, but having him next to Billy Turner, who was probably the weakest part of our, of our offensive line last year, that might be troublesome, worrisome. but we'll see. Uh, Devin Funches, hey, guys, we did get a second-round receiver. Funches is a Funches is. Yep. Uh, yeah. uh, receiver, Panthers, Colts, one-year, $2.5 million deal. For comparison, last year when he signed with the Colts. One year for 10, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, that's... They don't just throw around ten million dollar contracts in the NFL. Well, bad franchises do. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean the Colts, I don't their know. regime, like their new regime, has been pretty solid. They've been better, but with their owner, you still never know what they're what they're gonna That's do. That's a good point. But yeah, uh, la- last year I believe he only played one game, broke his collarbone, and 
that was it. So it was $10 million. Hopefully, you know, that shouldn't be a long-term type injury. But then again, we've seen that happen with Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, his, I mean, his literal NFL career is riding on this year. So I think we'll be getting a fully motivated and, mm-hmm. and hungry individual. So I'm excited. But yeah, that's oh, and then we also um, it it's kind of sad for how the draft went, not taking a receiver. That all of a sudden this week, uh, the name Bagleton has came. Oh up. yeah, the CFL, the CFL receiver, and now so that was another addition. We'll have to see what happens with him. I have no idea. Apparently, he caught a hundred, hundred and eleven passes in his most recent CFL season. How many games did he even play? I don't know, but 111 is a fucking lot. There we go. For a 16-game season, that's like top like 3 in the league. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But like um, if you can if we can get even 40% of that production, that's anything. that's 45-50 balls. Yeah. Well, like, we'll see uh, cuz you know, it'll end up being like, you know, one of the big storylines in camp like Bagleton versus Kumaro. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, at the very like, bottom. For, like, yeah. this fifth receiver spot oh, or yeah. sixth receiver spot. That'll be fun. But overall, I don't know. This That's that's the offseason. And I kind of uh, posted on the account, too. Last year was the offseason for Petten, the Smith brothers, Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage, uh, Adrian Amos. And this is the offseason for LaFleur, where you're getting the quarterback of the future, offensive linemen who are probably going to fill in, a running another running back. And of course the H back, which we've talked about. So it's, it does, you know. And Goody was pressed pressed on it too, where hey, is this is this signifying the change from the you know Mike McCarthy whatever the offense we've had for the last forever spread it out through the through the wide receivers, and now it's going to be a bunch of tight ends, a bunch of running pound backs, it. Yep. pound it, play action. We'll we'll have to see. And another thing I've been saying, too, with with the running backs, you look at who we want to be, it's obviously the 49ers. Everyone's been saying it, but it's so many different pieces. It's uh, What's what's the fullback name? Juice check. Use check. So, obviously, we have him now. We have <laughs> poor, the poor man's, yes. or maybe the rich man's. We'll, we'll have to see. Of no, Juszczyk. I think Deguara is going to be a nice, healthy combination of check and Kittle. Ooh. 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 Oh, I was hoping with, with a sprinkle of John Kuhn. The oh, there we go. Yeah, but that it, and you look at the Niners' stats last year, at least for the running backs, they had three running backs that all had over 500 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if we're trying to have that type of rotation. Yeah, it's just what it looks like. Like Jones with like 800 yards rushing, 700 yards receiving, and then Dylan with like 600 yards rushing. Yeah, and then like 200 yards receiving or something. Yeah, I'll take it. I guess. And then wow, I totally omitted Jamal. That was mean. It he's he's gonna be in a I weird just, spot. Yeah, I, I that's why kind of it's just I just think he's in a very weird spot on the roster. Mm-hmm. But and like I said, and we've said it before too, Lafleur, all he kept saying last year was this offense moves through the running game, and this draft showed that this offense is probably gonna run through the running game. Yep, a little bit more boring, but we'll see. It opens up play action. Yes. And one last thing before we get into take news, here's something that uh. Tom Silverstein had in his article, which once again sums up what we're kind of moving to. The passing game of LaFleur's offense is heavy on play action and the threat of the run is what helps receivers get open, not more receivers. According to Pro Football Focus, uh, advanced passing statistics, Rodgers ranked 7th in play action passes attempted last Mm. year, but only 11 in play action passing yards. The Rams' Jared Goff, 1st in yards with 
1,500, and the 49ers, Jimmy G, ranks second with 1,400. That's what it's going to look like. Those are the two offenses that, you know, Matt LaFleur has been involved with most recently. That's, what, that's what we're my, running towards. my favorite play style, so I'm jazzed. I love yeah. it. Hey, if we can get the naked bootlegs back. Yes. And maybe Jordy Nelson that we're throwing to. Yes. I mean, that's who I always envision it. Get 12 on the run. Oh. I'm, then I'm ready. I feel about that. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. Take news for the week, and my God, what a week for take news. We could have an entire episode. Yeah. We could have a two-hour-long episode just on take news it for this is, week. Oh, it is just not fun being the punching bag. It's And it's everywhere. It, it's you, everywhere. Even Stephen A. Like, was this doing it. It's like how Steve- like the Browns feel, which is like every transaction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially like two years ago when it was. Um, they were true. Hugh Jackson. Yeah. yeah. And Kaiser. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. All over the place. I'll breeze over this one. We were going to talk about this one more in depth, but with Brett Favre speaking yesterday, there's so many different takes mm. that it's hard to unpack mm-hmm. them all. I'll just say this. This is the worst take of all time. Nick Wright, Aaron Rodgers should be mad about everything involving being drafted by the Green Bay Packers and how the next 15 years have inspired transpired knowing what we know rogers went to the worst franchise he could have gone to if he wanted to maximize championships we're not going to get into this one too much but please, my god please do not give him the satisfaction of seeking this take out and watching it because i think <sighs> he's just saying this for shock value and like he's doing exactly what he wants us to do which is discuss it and yep. talk about it yep. and discuss it and and gain traction on it but anyways he starts it off with saying like when he got drafted there, he had to sit for three years and couldn't play for that time. It's like, hey, do you think his <laughs> greatness and that are correlated at all? And Rodgers has said himself, like the butterfly effect, if he would have gone to the Niners, he probably wouldn't be as good of he'd a quarterback as he is right thrown in the right fire now. right away, and it'd just be different. Yeah, you, I, I guarantee he'd still be a starting quarterback for a very long time and very good. But uh, it's just you, you instantly lose so much credibility with the way he started that take that it just it made me it, in the world of the browns and the Bengals yeah and the redskins to say this you're is gonna say the this? worst is so because and he was like oh when uh when rogers was coming into the like knowing what we know now you'd think rogers minimum for super bowls is one and so the packers you know only doing one proves that this is the worst. it's just like that makes no sense it's dude. unreal how over the last well, it's it, the turning point was this past week where before all of this, the the excuses was always defense. the defense, always the defense. And now all of a Never. sudden, this past week, we've forgotten about all the second round picks. No one, I don't know if anyone has, there's no way anyone has drafted better in the second round for receivers over the last 10 years than us. Mm-hmm. On top of it, Aaron Rodgers has always had a good offensive line, always yes. has had a pretty decent that offensive line. That has not line. been mentioned at all. Uh, obviously not. Never, ever. But yeah, moving moving on. We didn't. That was even more than I wanted to talk about. Any any of those talking heads? Nick Wright, uh, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. We're doing exactly what they want. But I'm saying, in last year we never really talked about those guys. Mm-hmm. You have to ignore those guys because they do just talk for the takes, yep. for the terrible takes. But more importantly, this one, Evan Silva and Bob McGinn this week. Man, man, I. I mean, because I'm a fantasy footballer, so I and I discovered Evan Silva through fantasy football. Yep. And I this is probably years ago, and I liked him. He's a good follow, but mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Something changed, man. Like, he just got... Well, he's he's always had this kind of... Well, personalities on Twitter, the longer they're on, the worse they get. Yeah. You can look at a guy who... I don't know if we've brought him up on here before. Michael Rodney, Packer Notes. He has some pretty good takes, but he also has some terrible takes. But he's become volatile the longer he's been on Twitter. Mm-hmm. When he first was tweeting, it was literally like training camp updates, like guys we signed and just generic. But now he thinks he can construct the roster. Now he thinks he is the GM yeah. of the Green Bay Packers. And that's, that's like, I don't know. It's just, maybe it's because, yeah, they've been exposed to so much fucking poison over the time <laughs> of being on Twitter that yeah. they've just, like, become cold and just, like, like Terrible little people. patience for that shit. But, like, I don't know. He... Well, Silva is just arrogant, man. He's just arrogant well, in a way, and I just feel like a like a a lame, just like sitting here saying <laughs> things like that. But like, he just he thinks he can operate an NFL team, and it yeah. really bothers me. It, it it's funny because yeah, it does suck. Where it's so like, condescending. We're, like we're sitting here with our shoulders, like just yeah, yeah. I don't like the way this guy talks about this. Football. This guy's opinion is wrong, so I'm gonna. I just. But he tweeted out a Bob McGinn story. Bob McGinn, for people who do not remember, he was. For the most part, a really, really good guy on the beat for the Packers for the longest time working for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. However, towards the end of his tenure, he kind of, I don't want to say went loopy. I know freaking uh, Corey Banky absolutely hates Bob again, and Aaron Nagler hates him too. When Aaron Nagler got hired by uh, Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, he had to sit down for two hours with Bob McGinn where all Bob McGinn did was pull up his tweets and rip him apart. Like, an a- like this dude's just an asshole. Whatever you think what about child. Nagler, like, that's just a douchey thing yeah. to do. Like, there were things I remember towards the end. He had a story out that Ryan Pickett and BJ Raji were extremely overweight. They sh- showed up, weighed themselves, and they were in the best shape that they had ever been in. There's been things like that. He also mm. said, not our previous wide receiver, but the last re- wide receiver coach we had under Mike McCarthy, Bob McGinn said Aaron Rodgers hated him and wanted him fired. That wasn't true. During that season, Aaron Rodgers said that he thought that someday that receiver coach would be an offensive coordinator in the league someday. <laughs> so Bob McGinn has had these takes over the last few years to the point where even in 2017 where he went out on his own and did BobMcGinn.com, he got his credentials revoked, which kind of makes sense because, yeah, it's his own personal website. But at the same time, you look at Cheesehead TV, who is credentialed, and that's just Aaron Nagler, who's very, very similar to what Bob McGinn's doing. He's credentialed. So you know that there's something up that the higher-ups in Green Bay do not want Bob McGinn talking Around. about the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, let's ignore all that. Let's ignore those facts. Those are all facts. Evan Silva tweeted this out. Bob, Bob McGinn, who's reported on the Packers for four decades, suggests here their trade-up for Jordan Love was a power move by Matt LaFleur, who has, quote, simply had enough of Rodgers' act. And the Love pick, quote, would gain leverage and with their imperial quarterback. So that was, that was Evan Silva quoting it. Here's Pro Football Talk, quoting the same article from Bob McGinn. <laughs> the decision to draft Jordan Love was a clear message to Aaron Rodgers, writes longtime Packers reporter Bob McGinn. Once again, they keep calling him longtime reporter like it's instant credibility. The guy hasn't been in the building for five years, and we're still worshiping him as a great reporter. <laughs> this is what Bob McGinn actually said in the article that is making all these headlines, and it's just kind of, you know. Tell- a game of telephone. Yeah, it's just spider webbed out. What he actually said was, quote, public necessities, niceties aside. Niceties, yeah. That's a word? I guess. Never worked. I mean, in context, it makes sense. I'm probably saying it incorrectly. Public niceties aside, my sense my sense, is Coach Matt LaFleur, fresh off a terrific 13-3, and 
baptismal season simply had enough of Rodgers' act and wanted to change the narrative. With the first-round talent on the roster, the Packers would gain leverage with their imperial quarterback and his passive-aggressive style. <laughs> if the Packers do indeed want to become a running team next season, they surely wouldn't want Rodgers rock- rocking the boat and becoming even more difficult to coach. So this my is my sense. My sense. This not my findings. Not my facts. My opinion. My my opinion and this and my thoughts and this article has been ran with all over the place where USA Today was using it too to the point where it's just it gets pushed aside where nobody even knows what the source of the information is anymore. But these are the headlines that you see, and this is what Mike Florio has done his entire career, which is really I think click hurt, click 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 hurt Rogers' image to the point where that's why Aaron Rodgers' whole you know drafting the backup quarterback has been volatile because the general public thinks... Everyone thinks they know they have Rodgers figured out. They think Rodgers is an asshole and a terrible teammate. Yeah, and it's just not true. I don't I don't know if it's true, but it doesn't seem like it's true. Everyone who is on the Packers always says he's a pretty good like teammate. Like Amos, he just tweeted today that the way you the way they're talking, you'd think we were 4-12 last year. And the way they... Before I got to Green Bay, you would think Rodgers is talking bad and slapping coaches, but that's... That's what like, he said? Yeah, he tweeted oh, that. Oh, I didn't even see so that. So it's like, yeah, people on the inside always 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 have such a differing opinion than what the perception is yeah but so exactly basically evan silva bob mcginn mike florio these are all guys spouting opinions and then someone opinions and takes so and then didn't someone like counter him with like yeah bob mcginn hasn't been around the team for a few years and then he responded with bob mcginn has covered the team for four decades i still hold his opinion strong like oh that wait, got me so how does fucking that pissed. how does that like refute what that guy just told you where he has no he has no inside knowledge for five like, years like i'm thinking okay if if you are researching off the top of the head you are researching kangaroos in australia okay you're researching kangaroos in australia sure. for two decades and now you move back to the united states and people are asking you about kangaroos in Australia right now. Are you going to know anything about kangaroos in Australia? At the current moment, probably not. Yeah, maybe they're dying. I mean, is the coronavirus like affecting kangaroos? I have a grasp of their history, and I know a, a nice baseline knowledge of kangaroo. Mm-hmm. But at this exact moment, I don't know the, the population, their breeding habits. What are their R- RAS scores? Yeah. You know? Who knows? They're I probably know. pretty athletic. If I was in Australia, I would be able to tell you. So don't take my opinion on the current state of kangaroos in australia right now as fact because i'm in the united states i don't know what's going on with exactly maybe that's there. what we need to do we need to start tweeting all those guys bob mcginn evan silva you're not in australia <laughs> yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll know they'll know but moving on so those are all very opinion based this one is also opinion based but i think there's some more facts in it brett Favre's takes oh not going to play the video i'm going to read off rob domofsky's tweets quoting brett Favre. When he was he was on the Rich Esiason show last yesterday yesterday uh, meaning Wednesday, Favre uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers and you know the pick of Jordan Love. I'm not I'm not going to talk about all that we talked about. Favre said he was let's just say surprised that they went that direction. More on Favre and Rodgers. Favre said he has he has every right to be disappointed if he is. Another one another quote. At some point, it will rear its ugly head, the whole Love Rogers saga. So, and I think everyone else, at least me, you know, earlier in the week, since we drafted Jordan, Jordan, I almost said Jordan Rogers, which 
Mm. Oh, ooh. Yeah. I like that. He was he wasn't very good for the Dolphins, Aaron's brother. Buccaneers, I think. Oh, yeah. Um anyways, everything was going along fine. It's like, oh, this will all blow over. This will all blow over in yeah. like a week. And then Bad Brett chance. Favre jumps in. Refuels it. A lot of people are pissed that he said what he said. I'm not pissed that Favre went and did an interview and, and gave his opinion after actually talking to Aaron Rodgers. Right. Like, that's fine. But, my God, it's not like – I don't think Favre – everyone's saying that Favre's just trying to cover his own ass for how he treated Aaron. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I don't know about you. What, what do you what, mean? Well, every, everyone right now, all everyone who's positive in the Packer fandom – is saying, oh, Favre is just he's putting his own yeah. his own deep justifying yeah, yeah, yeah. deep seated feelings with how Ted was with him and Mike McCarthy on Rogers and that's what he's doing. It's like you don't know that. And all the fans are saying that this has nothing to do with Rogers. This is just Favre's own opinion on when he went through it. So everyone getting so pissed off about that, I don't know. If I'm gonna listen to anyone's take on this, it is Brett Favre. Yeah. Um I, I like hearing back like the the quotes and the sound bits that you just read off. It makes me think like, in hearing those sound bits of like, yeah, he'll play somewhere else, knowing that he had already talked to Rogers was mm-hmm. like extremely worrisome. Exactly. Um, but then like now hearing it again, I'm kind of thinking that their conversation might have been super brief. I don't know because it didn't seem like he was like it could rear his like, and he said. Oh, he's surprised to say the least. So I think like maybe he could sense through the phone that Rogers was like pretty pissed off <laughs> and pretty surprised. But they I don't know, maybe they just didn't dive into it too deep. I don't know. I'm just I'm not assuming anything until I hear words yep. from twelve himself. And that's, that's bottom line. You're absolutely right. Nagler said the same thing where we have to wait until Rogers inevitably goes on Wilding Tausch, which probably will happen the next week. Overall, yeah. I mean, if Rodgers is fine with it, he probably isn't. I mean, he's probably a little pissed. Yeah, I, I would be course. too. But once we get to training camp, I don't think this shit's going to matter. Yeah. Th- it really, it, this won't matter for two years unless Rodgers gets hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. Yeah. And if that happens, Goody's going to look pretty smart. Uh, ooh, I wanted to, I hate to bring up Silva again, but uh, he, I felt like I was taking crazy pills when I saw this about like, so... Like the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm right. so perplexed by his stance, and I wish I would have. We would have discussed this before yeah. the longer version because I'm so literally perplexed. This is what he tweeted about Jalen Hurts, um, and this is what a PFF guy tweeted: Jalen Hurts wasn't a good pick for the Eagles. He was a great one. Uh, <laughs> blah blah blah. Silva. Quotes it and says, wild how much criticism the Jalen Hurts pick has gotten. Cheap, high upside way for Eagles to ensure their Wentz investment. Sure, that makes, that makes like, yeah, I agree. That's a good way. But you're not allowed to apply it to but Aaron Rodgers. Literally, I'm not, I'm not joking. Six hours later, six hours later in the same day, he tweets, in a scenario where Aaron Rodgers remains Packers starter for the next two years, of Jordan Love's cheap years on his rookie deal will have burnt up by the time he has any chance to take over. How are those two situations (laughs) not very similar? And if anything, it makes way more sense for the Packers because their current quarterback is 36 years old, whereas the Eagles is 27. Yes. How does that... 
How quit, can you Kyle, have those same Kyle, opinions? Quit making sense. It quit. It, I just it. My I can feel the blood coursing through my veins right now. It's running hot. I've I've been so pissed off like all week. Oh just my God. The, the takes. I, it's it is just a swirling world of takes right now. Cause yeah, and even think about it. You know, everyone's saying, "Oh my God, we we drafted a guy that's not even gonna help this year." We picked 12th overall last year and drafted a guy that didn't really help us either. And guess how many games away from the Super Bowl we were? How many? One. Oh, but could you imagine? Could you imagine if, if he would have played like, oh, 14 more snaps? Yeah. Oh. Uh, if he would have just spelled, uh, you know, Z, we would have probably <laughs> been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I just, like, if you, if you came to this podcast hoping to wallow in misery with us <laughs> thinking that we were going to be miserable at this draft class obviously you came to the wrong place because that's that hasn't been the case and you're, you're probably not even listening at this point i like staying optimistic until i'm wrong that that's kind of that's wow the that way. is great I, I think that's the way to be a fan you know because you know even even last year because we were pretty be it a lot of people were on the blake martinez a slow mm -hmm. <laughs> we were pretty early adapters on that but so. you know it's one of those where it's like yeah hey he was a late round pick hey he's a late round pick okay yeah okay um most just ran for 500 more yards you know so. <laughs> and the beauty the beauty of being right or wrong about a draft class is you won't know for at least two and a half years at least mm -hmm. i i don't until they are 40 games two and a half regular seasons through is when yeah. the minimum and if you're and if you are the ones that are like extremely you know fire good and fire the floor after minutes after the draft is concluded i don't really want to talk football with you and you're i think you are wrong until you're proven right which is going to take years to do yeah i god and there there's just so there's too many takes there's too many takes just so overflowing many. right now because it's weird and, being the punch bag. I've already said that, but it's just weird. And when, how come, I under I understand it because it has been prevalent the last five years, but when has it been a, a guarantee that you have to win a Super Bowl on a quarterback with a rookie contract? Everyone's saying that we... One team we, has gonna, done that. That we're going to cut bait on Rodgers after two Me years. Too. We can keep Jordan Love for four years and... I don't know. Rogers said before that he probably wouldn't have resigned with the Packers if we brought Favre back. You know, Rogers was still in oh, their contract. Yeah, yep. But my God, we can still play with Aaron Rodgers for at least three years. Then maybe you know you cut if if it comes to that. But all of a sudden, it's like because you have to make that decision after two years. I I just don't understand. That, that is another thing that has been grinding me as well is saying that the Favre and Rogers situation is not comparable to the. Rogers love situation. Mm -hmm. Fuck off. It is very comparable. Like, yeah, eh. Favre, Favre at the time had already flirted with retirement yep. and had those had been thoughts before. But but he went on to play another three years without really any of that being an issue. Mm -hmm. Who's to say it's not going to be the exact opposite with 12? I mean, right. we've heard him on interviews before about him being conscious of wanting to enjoy his life far after football yep but and how he does like sudoku puzzles and stuff to That's keep right. his mind yep. sharp yep. who's to say he doesn't wake up you know two years from now in march and like he's thinking about a bad hit he took a yeah. year prior and it's just like you know what i love the game but i'm not in love with the process anymore Wouldn't and just calls it quits what if it's the exact opposite he just boom gets up one day and retires and that's and that's what sucks that's what sucks about 
this because even if Goody is right, if he is right on this, he is not going to get the credit that he should. Nope. Ted Thompson. Same. When Ted, same when, exactly when with Ted. Ted Thompson left the Green Bay Packers, you know, he resigned slash fired whatever. It's like I do not understand how people one did not give Ted Thompson more credit for drafting Aaron Rodgers. One. Two, sticking with him and Brett Favre's... Yes. Oh, my God. So many GMs would have said, yes, come back. You're a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes, come back. Exactly. But he stuck with Aaron Rodgers and was right. If he were wrong, he would look like a total fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. But guess what? It was one of the best decisions ever made for the Green Bay Packers. Yep. So the same thing will happen with Goody. You know, let's say two years from now, Rodgers calls it quits and he's right. No one's, no one's going to... We won't have any type of media, social media... Buzz like it's been Re, for Rodgers like right re, now. Retracting yeah. their takes. Yeah. yeah. This this draft class is only going to be terrible for the end of time. Until it's not, and then it's never going to be spoken of again. Exactly. And then fans are going to just keep keep going on, whatever. And th this is another way of view this draft ca draft uh, draft class. This is the eating your vegetables draft class. Ooh. You don't want to do it. But it's necessary. It's absolutely necessary. For the future, You, you yes. have to do it. You know, oh, fuck. I guess we do need a backup quarterback. Oh, shit. I guess... We do need some offensive linemen, you know, it's so yeah, basically the bottom line is feel strongly one way or the other about this class. I encourage <laughs> that. Passion's good. But like don't try to map up their map out their career and and try to call for people's jobs because you don't like the decision sure. or vision they went with. That's just well, I, I would argue the opposite. You said have a strong opinion. I would say you shouldn't have an opinion Actually, at yeah. all right <laughs> yeah. now. You should have no opinion. We don't know what Just the fuck these excited. guys are going to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and who knows? It, that's the thing. If Jordan Love is Patrick Mahomes, good, every, everyone's still going to. And, yeah, don't, don't get it twisted. Like, I, I mean, for those of you who have listened to this podcast, you know, well, you know that I'm the biggest 12 fanboy ever. And s for those who don't know, um, thank you, you are. <laughs> thank, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the biggest 12 fanboy. But man, this draft is really, and I'll be honest too, this, is, this might be a little bad to say as a Packer fan, but Ruh -roh. there was times where, and I mean, even last year and the year before, where like I just appreciated and admired Rodgers so much, where I started to question. Am I a bigger Rodgers fan or a bigger Packers fan? Ooh. Like, is it, am I, am I Rodgers first before the Packers? And this has been kind of nice because it's put in perspective that, yeah, I'm probably more Packers first, but I'm also like, but don't get it twisted. I'm still a huge fanboy for him. And this can, this has the ability to be a gigantic disaster. Make no mistake about oh, that. I, I'm well aware, but for now, why not just be hopeful and optimistic and in a good mood and think positive about it? That's because if if this ends up being a d disaster, and again, very, very <laughs> likely, yeah, this will create a ton of resentment towards <laughs> yeah. Guten and LaFleur. But for now, we're in we're in a great spot where we can just be happy and excited. We like, have it's at least two years. We have two years until the end least, of the world, at least. until the possible end of the world. Because you're you're right. It is if two years from now and Rogers still playing well and we cut bait and start Jordan Love and he's terrible, fuck yes. <laughs> then, then it's then then we can start running around with our hair on fire. That's so we still have the best of all time under center for two more years. Let's enjoy it and let's go get him some rings. Yeah, it's. I don't know everything, and this is another way I looked at it too. God, there's there's too many too many takes on this. The thing that makes drafting Jordan Love so troublesome for us fans is because 
you know, when we think of the Green Bay Packers, we think of Aaron Rodgers, you know. Most of us think he's the best quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. We love his beard. We mm-hmm. love his width. His you stash. Know, his mustache. I actually shaved a stash today. He and did? I, and I, I balked. Oh, no, you I was, did. I was going to keep it like as a sign of solidarity with Rogers. I fucking, I balked. Wow. Oof. That, you might be telling us more than you should right now with that. <laughs> you're, you're, t- you're telling on yourself. There you go. <laughs> eh, eh. But the thing is with drafting Aaron Rodgers, like I said, we have this connection. We feel like, we all feel like we're fucking buddies with well, Aaron Rodgers. We Rogers. grew up with them, basically. Exactly. We grew up with them. And now, all of a sudden, we think we're getting a receiver, and we look, and there's this fucking 21-year-old right on who, we, who we know nothing about. We're, we're, we're being told... Our buddy Aaron is being replaced by this young stranger. Yeah, that's literally what it is, and that's why your immediate reaction is, "Who? What the fuck well, is this?" Well, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. That's that's the best way to put it, I think, or at least why the outrage was so bad. Very, right off uh, the very unprecedented times. Yep, I'm not an idiot. Okay, you sure? Yes. All right, returning. For season two, right, is Kyle an idiot slash Stump Spenny? Mm-hmm. For those who mm-hmm. haven't been with us before, I will ask Kyle three Packers trivia questions, and he will ask me one Stump the Spenny question. Kyle was definitely, you know, I should have had the record ready to go, but you were probably definitely... No, don't. I was positive. Uh, negative last year, but this is a fresh year, fresh start. You can prove to all of our fans out there that you are not an idiot. So we'll start with this question. Are you ready, Kyle? I'm a little nervous that we the question I have for, have me. for you is similar to one you have. Go ahead. So we will see. All right, Kyle. Brett Favre won MVPs in 95, 96, and 97. Who did he share the MVP honors with in 1997? Co-MVPs. I can only think of one name. Terrell Davis. Ooh. Good guess. Barry Sanders. Damn it. Co-MVPs. Yep. Is that the only time it's ever been done? It's, I think it's happened to... Oh, man. I don't remember if that's the only time. But I think... Damn it. it I'm I think it used he to was the Super Bowl. No, John Elway was. Or was he the Super Bowl MVP? I assume Terrell... Da- I assume Davis was Damn. the MVP. Yeah, that's what it was. Damn. But that that was a pretty good guess. But 0 for 1 for the year. I think, <sighs> I think the rest of them... Not a good... Damn it. I wasn't even mentally... In it, I just realized that was the first of the year, and I fucked it up. All right, whatever. It's okay. It's okay. You have you. You're gonna have a lot of more chances mm-hmm. throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Who are the two Packers to win Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, Do not overthink this. Um, TikTok tit. Reggie. Yep. Come on. That's uh, the that's three, the hard one. There's three names in my head. Uh, Clay. Oh, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> Leroy. It was Charles Woodson. Damn it! See, it was Leroy, it, Clay, or Chuck. It, it, Damn it! It sucks because that one year I think it was between Clay Damn. and Revis for who. <sighs> Clay was in the running one year, but yeah, it was Reggie and Charles Woodson. Okay, now to the hard question. Harder, <sighs> but I think you should be able to get this one. What was the original name of Lambeau Field? Was it County Stadium? <sighs> no. It's almost kind of tricky. So Lambeau Field was originally called City Stadium. The Mil- where, when the Packers played Milwaukee, 
It was called Milwaukee County Stadium. So there you go. Hey, you've well, you know why you got that one wrong. It's because it's because you're a gold package I hope, member. I hope you guys sense my lack of reaction to that <laughs> question, just because of how stupid. But it you were was. close. You were so close. I'm not even upset about getting this question wrong just okay. because of how ridiculous it is. Okay. Okay. Fair. But rough start for the beginning of the year. Let's uh let's see the stump spending question. Just, just give me a minute. It's okay. Breathe. Breathe. I'm very pissed off. Everything's fine. Okay. Always wash your hands. All right. Let me uh lay some groundwork for this question. Okay. So last week Brian Gutekunst made a very bold franchise-altering, career-defining move trading up and selecting Jordan Love. Yep. 15 years ago, 2005. Then GM Ted Thompson made a very bold franchise-altering, career-defining move trading, or not trading, sorry, selecting Aaron Rodgers in the first round with a Hall of Fame quarterback already in play. Yep. 13 years, I believe, before that. I can't remember the exact. Sure. Ron Wolf made a very bold, franchise-altering, career-defining move. Do you all, these moves, all these moves were criticized. Three, three, yeah. First of all, they were all poor. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah. The adjective I forgot were all three of them were probably very polarizing. But no, but no Twitter for the first two. Let's so yeah, let's yeah. That's <laughs> why I'm saying if yep. if the Ron if the Brett Favre Ron Wolf transaction happened today, holy smokes! Because you just call him Bill O'Brien. <laughs> that's, that's that's what good. it would be. My the this is sort of a, a multiple part question. Is do you do you remember what that transaction was? Uh, yes, trading the the Packers first round pick for Brett Favre. Correct. Do you remember what overall pick that was? I think. Now, I might be wrong. I know it's either 30 or 32. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. What overall pick it was, it mm-hmm. ended up being? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do know that. It was 17. Mm-mm. No? 14? Close, close. What? 19. Fuck. And obviously, you know who it went to, or the, the team it went to. The Falcons. Yep. Do and you, they, and did they take a running back? All, all to bring it in. Do you know the player selected with that pick? Wasn't it some bum? Was it a running back? Was a running back. Who? It's like, it's not, <laughs> take yeah. a take a take a random name gener or take two of the most common names you can think of and put them together. Uh, Sharkandrick West. <laughs> Close. Okay. Seriously, take any two like very common first names and a common last name. Put it together. John Brown. Close. Tony Smith. <laughs> 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 Literally, his name's Tony Smith. 19th overall, and he was the pick used to acquire or to get rid of Favre. Yeah, I'm sorry for any Tony Smiths out there, but if your name is Tony Smith, you work in a cubicle, <laughs> just or a work, factory, or a fa- there's, or a factory. There's no in between. I'm sorry, you've never made anyone laugh in your life. <laughs> you've never brought anyone joy. You're just like, well, okay. You're the guy that you're fr- the guy you think the people you think you're friends with. You're the one that is always forgotten in the group right, message. Like that's that's what you Tony don't Smith get is. invited unless you initiate the conversation exactly yeah so um yeah can you imagine uh, a gm trading a first round pick for a third string quarterback today it would it would light the world <laughs> yeah, on fire yeah that is that is the most wild part about it like it's it's almost gotten like like that was really bad and people are like oh my god this is t- this is terrible with jordan love it's like you guys you have no clue Ugh, and no that's clue. why i just 
I just love the, I guess, like the, the illustration of all that. It's just like Ron Wolf, mm-hmm. Mike Holmgren, Brett Favre. New era. Ted Thompson, Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers. New era. Boom. Gutekunst. LaFleur. Love. Get yeah. used to it. Let's get excited. Yep. And hope for the best. Yes. Yes. That's another thing that's sad. Why do we not remember our past? I don't know why we're so pissed when we've seen this that's happen so many thing, times. That's the other thing. I don't get think it. If any sort of fan base or franchise was equipped <laughs> yes. to deal with something <laughs> yes. like this, like we we would be handling it a little more rationally. But that just has nope. not been the case. It's nope. so bizarre. It's because we're all you know locked in our houses. That's why we have to. We're just mad. Yeah, just, we're just mad. pent up and stir crazy. But that is it for is Kyle an idiot? All right, on to everyone's favorite segment. Dumb Packer fan of the week. And if you were sick and tired of hearing about us bitch about other people bitch about the draft, <laughs> here's more. <laughs> so the Green Bay Packers posted after the draft uh, a graphic of all the players that were drafted, you know, all of them just in their college uniforms and like, th- welcome, welcome, blah, blah, blah. welcome the draft class. And we've talked a lot about the draft, but one oh thing boy. we have not talked about are draft grades. Oh, Let's get into it. Oh, my gosh. Andrew, on Facebook, commented on the post and said, Packers got the lowest grades of all teams combined by all the experts, and it wasn't even close. <laughs> this was an awful draft and probably hurt this team more than it helped. Someone replied and said, unbelievable how piss poor this draft was. It's like the morons in the front office miss, missed the playoff game where Mostert ran over us, 13-3, and three, one game away from the Super Bowl. Like I was saying, it's like, I'm so sick of hearing this one game away from the Probably Super Bowl. see it four more times in that thread, huh? It's in every other I'm mad right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, here we go, the savior of this uh, little thread here, Paul comments, the Chiefs got a D-plus for taking Mahomes a few years ago. Hmm. There you go. Hmm. And I've, I've... And I think... I think they traded up for him, and I think they uh, already had a starter in place. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, mm. no, don't. Hey, stop Stop thinking about that. But Sorry. overall, Sorry. We're, we're getting into this. And I have i don't know if I've said it before on the podcast. I wonder what is more important, draft grades or power rankings? Because both of them, people love talking about them, and I fucking hate them. <laughs> yeah. They are useless. Yeah. They're absolutely... Like, I've, I've heard other people be like, oh, wow, well, if this happens, then our team will for sure be in the top five for the power rankings. It's like, that is what you're basing your <laughs> yeah. your happiness off of for this for? team? So you can oh. click an article and your team is towards the top? Like, weird. So then the Packers post again. It's a video of the inside linebacker that we drafted from Minnesota. Just, you know, hey, just this video saying, hey, I'm happy to be part of the Packers. Someone, oh George, God. comments, oh God. I hope he is better than his draft grade. <laughs> why, why is this an instant thing with everyone? And then here's another post on the Packers uh, Facebook there's no lack of strength in the two interior offensive linemen the Packers drafted with consecutive sixth-round picks on Saturday. Guy from Oregon, guy from Indiana. Someone commented, If you look on Reddit, someone took all the major sports broadcasters and analysts and combined them into a grade point average. Packers came last with 1.3, and it isn't even close. I'd, why, why do people think... Why aren't those all those guys in NFL front offices? In? I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. But then we have Ron who commented, "Y'all people grading the draft as an F. At least three years from now can give them a grade. Y'all salty as F. Get the F out of here with some of you fellow GB fans. SMH, love it. I love that guy. Love it. That was see. That is the correct take. Yes. Especially implementing. Yes. The F. That is the poor man's message. It's just let it play out. Let it play out. That and guy is welcome anytime. Yes. And you know another thing. You know who got released today? 
Taco Carlson from the Dolphins, you know he was drafted by? I think he was within the first 32 picks. He was a first-round draft pick by the Cowboys, and everyone gave the Cowboys a B or A <laughs> for that for that draft. We don't know shit. And another rich thing, uh, Nagler. I love Petty Nagler. Um, Ugh, I don't he's know. been, oh man, he's been ruffling fellers okay. recently, and I, he's he's been very, very Nagler. Good Nagler. Y- if you, yeah, if you don't like Nagler, you really don't like Nagler the past month. G- good Nagler is great. Bad Nagler is bad. Yeah, like for me, his, he's anyways. He like I think earlier today he just uh, <laughs> he quoted a, a PFF our favorites <laughs> their tweet of. Um, <laughs> Josh Jackson as our number one rated cornerback oh, in this draft. Right. And then he just quoted like nobody <laughs> knows. So perfect. Uh, Josh Jackson, the guy who hasn't played a defensive snap in what feels like ever. Yeah. I didn't even see that one. I thought you were gonna say there was another one where it was a video of someone bashing Jordan Love or one of the other picks, and in the background he's got uh I think it's PFF Sam, he's got a signed Jared Allen jersey behind him. It's like, oh, so he is just showing Interesting. his bias. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm st- when you're talking shit about the Packers, you're, you have to throw your Vikings jersey up in the background. I'm still laughing and thinking about Silva using PFF not having AJ Dillon ranked as like a as a positive. Like that is just so funny to me. Like, and I think because their big criticism was because of the passing mm-hmm. game. And like, I think one of PFF's flaws maybe is that they, I mean, it's obvious they view football through a certain yeah. prism, yeah. so to speak, where it's just like numbers, numbers, numbers. And I think maybe they assume that every other football entity views it, views it through that same prism. So they just assume that Boston College knows that A.J. Dillon can't handle pass work, so they just never tried it. And maybe that's why they think he lacks passing ability. But I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. I just, that's been bothering me. It's, that's all. I, I, I hate it. And still, and everyone's still, still today talking about this team, what PFF and those number idiots were pushing <laughs> last year, is the Packers were the worst 13-3 and three team ever. We won. We, wins. <laughs> we won. We won a playoff game. How many 13-3 and three teams have lost in the first round? A lot. I don't uh, know. One oh. last year did. The New Orleans <laughs> yeah. Saints yeah, at right. home. Like, yeah. hello. Oh, I, I just hate everything, but that's it for Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. Uh, All right, but that's it for the week. Uh, absolutely. For our off-season, really. Yeah, our off-season episode. We probably won't be back until August for mm-hmm. training camp because we're isolated, of course. Yep. That's the only reason. But I did have one little fun thing that happened for my off-season, and it's also kind of a poor man's Packers history. Ooh that I'd bring up here since we were just talking about Lambo too. Fuck. I guess that was a while ago. The, our trivia questions seem like an hour ago at this point. They probably were. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was scrolling on eBay. I told you about this and oh, I found, yeah. I found <laughs> God, you are an absolute maniac. Yeah. Well, when you buy Packer stock, you already know you're kind of wasting money, you know, paying that much money for something that doesn't actually matter. It's just that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on eBay, I found someone was selling an L that was part of the old Packers Ring of Honor. It was, I won't say how much it was, but it was over 100 and less than $200 for a 14-inch L. <laughs> this L was part of the Packers Ring of Honor, and it was the second L in Johnny Blood McNally, the second L in McNally. 
So of course, you know, I buy it, whatever, do some research, and then I found this fun little tidbit. This tidbit was part of the Ooh. Packers documentary series. I don't know if everyone out there has watched it, but a 10-part series, especially if you're in binge mode now in quarantine, cannot recommend watching those episodes enough. There was a small part in there about Johnny Blood McNally. Curly Lambeau, when he signed Johnny Blood, Blood McNally, he offered him a contract. He offered him two contracts. One of them, he said, here you go. You will be paid $110 a week. But then he, That's pretty good in the 30s. Pretty good in the 30s, yep. The other contract was, okay. Sorry, the first one was for $110 for a week. The second one was, this is $100 a week, but you cannot drink. Oh, Johnny Blood McNally took that one so he could drink an <laughs> absolute Packers legend, Packers Hall of Famer. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I've Wait, so I think you got that twisted. It would be 110 and he can't drink. Otherwise, it'd be 100 and he can drink. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You Should I do it all over? But I get it. No. It, you sure? I mean, we get the gist. Yeah. We're, we are. Th- that's on brand to fuck it up. Yeah. But then I also thought about. That's, that's hilarious, though. <laughs> and then I thought about it, too. I was like, is it weird to buy an L? Because then it's like, you know, that's kind of a memeable thing almost uh-huh. like to actively purchase an L. But then I was like, you know, I, owning an L. Hey, from if you Lambo, ever want an L, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's the L to have. But I went out of my way to get an L. <laughs> not, not a good thing. Hey, that's. uh. That shows resilience and yeah, and that's and able to to get back up exactly. Just like, like the you're literally Packers. you're literally seeking out L's. That's respectable. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you start a podcast. I mean, you're literally you're, just swallowing L's. You're actively trying to absorb L's. <laughs> yes, from from the general public. Yeah, don't don't tell people that you actually have a podcast. But that wraps it up for this week. Hey, it's been a while. This is our favorite time. Your favorite part no. of the week. Oh. Don't please, do it. No. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> and in fact, you can rate give us a five-star rating. Please. Leave us a review. If you leave a review, this is a free giveaway that we always do. Leave a review, take a screenshot. Yeah, you uh you had to order more koozies, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, f- finally we have new, brand new koozies Ooh. for season two that look exactly the same as season one. <laughs> just just new. Just new. Gotcha. <laughs> just new. Yeah, we'll sanitize them before we send them out. But leave a five-star rating, take a screenshot, DM it to us on Twitter at PMPPod, or email us at PMPPodcast at gmail.com, and we will send you one free koozie for your beverage, your beer, your or wine. Wine wouldn't work. Or, or your beverage. Or your be- your wine, or your beverage, <laughs> or your beer, or your beverage. Or, or, your, or, or, your, or your beverage. There you go. Perfect. But with that, uh, <laughs> God, this is the most smooth <laughs> outro we've ever had. Uh, hey, we're we're just working out the kinks. Yeah, it's off season for us. It's yeah, we're trying to get back into the podcast mode, which is super tough to do. Mm-hmm. Super, mm-hmm. super tough. Very laborious. What I does that mean? I love that word. Oh, like labor. laboring. Laborious. Laborious. Laborious yeah. sounds like spatial. That's yeah. why I like it so much. Because like when you realize what it means, you're like, oh, that doesn't really. Like the n- the noise of the word doesn't really fit for its meaning. Yeah, you know. Damn, that's some that's some deep shit there, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Speak shit to life. I've had a lot of time to just you know think. For real. Just been isolated and uh, yeah, been playing a lot of video games. What have you been up to for this quarantine? <sighs> Not much. Nothing. Nothing good. Nothing good. <laughs> wow, that Not sounds. I don't think anyone's gonna look back on like their quarantine life and be like, yeah, I got a lot done. It's productive. Yeah, it's <laughs> just gonna be like, wow, that was a. Uh, Vacation that was not a vacation. 
Yeah. It, like we're all just going to go back to work and not feel refreshed at all. <laughs> yeah. Like we're yeah. just going to be like, oh shit. Now we're, now we actually have to get up at a certain time each yeah. day and well, everyone is going to be like, oh shit. Todd put on 10 pounds. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Amy put on 10 pounds. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be that fun, fun stuff to be. Yeah. It's going to be quite the adjustment, but, um, hopefully we can get there so we can have football in actual and season stuff, stuff to pot about. Yeah. But but other than that, I mean, long ways to go. Kyle, I don't, I don't have anything else to talk about. Do you have anything to talk about? I mean, <laughs> buddy, I got plenty to talk about, but it's just not appropriate in this setting. So, damn, that, no, that's, I some don't. Deep, that's some deep shit again. <laughs> but with that, um, childish Gambino, please don't sue us. Pack go. <laughs> <laughs>